Flawcast episode 131, Life by Subscription. A submissive sheep is a find for a wolf. Alexander Sholston Easton. Flawcast. Get in the arena. Welcome, one and all, our esteemed Flawcast Nation, Flawcast listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in and sojourning with us for another week. Uh, to my right, as always, the man of the hour, I want to introduce Mr. Carl Tuckerson. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, William. Good morning, all the listeners. It's a celebratory party again. Another seven days down. Yeah. God only knows how many to go, but yeah. we made it through. And it's time to celebrate with this podcast today. Uh, yes, we are. We are going to try to certainly and uh, just get the official particulars out of the way. Thank you know once again. Thank you guys for listening. Um, please share our, our episodes. We really would encourage and and like and uh, value if you guys would share your episodes with people that you think would benefit, need to hear what we're talking about, whatever, whatever. Uh, you can find us anywhere on podcast, 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 CLE, we're Apple, Google play, Spotify, breaker, Apple, Google play, Spotify, breaker, uh, we are on Rumble under Flawed Inc. Uh, you can find us and follow us on our Project Mockingbird social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are on Gab. We're on Getter. We are on Parlor under Flawed Inc. as well. Um, celebrating the one-year anniversary of my book, Smith's Heart of Man Repairing Manual. Link is below uh, to my Amazon author page. would love for you to pick that up. And if you picked it up and haven't left a five-star review yet, please do so. That really does help. And uh, we want to really sew into people. So with purse strings getting tighter and tighter, our, our wonderful uh, uh, legislative branch passed the re- uh, anti-recession bill this week. <laughs> so I'm sure that's going to help. But if uh, purse strings are getting drawn a little tighter, uh, please send us an email, flawedincle at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to send you a PDF version on the house. And also, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you'd like us to discuss, whatever, send us an email there. However, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Tuckerson, who is going to lead us in the patriotic 13 seconds. Okay, everybody, take your right hand, place it over your left heart, and repeat after us. I I pledge pledge allegiance allegiance to to the flag. flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Okay, so we're going to get into this. Uh, I don't even know how to start with this one. So I, I, as listening to the news this week, and as we were recording, there were a couple of big things that happened. Uh, Carl, I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, for me, I think they were big things. I think they were also kind of uh, weather vanes, if you will. You can start to see which way the the wind is blowing. Uh, you know, the first thing, there was a show trial with Alex Jones, who I make no bones about it. I respect and actually think that his reporting of news is um, 
more often than not spot on. So, and I'll also say this, that I, I feel like uh, he and what he does also for the gospel is probably more than most pastors of most mainline denominations in most churches. And that will ruffle feathers. I don't necessarily know if I care because I think it's the truth. But, uh, you know, the, he had this uh, defamation lawsuit against him where um, parents from the Sandy Hook shooting that happened uh, made these allegations and he's supposed to pay close to $50 million and um, damages. And he that was in Austin, Texas that happened. And then there was uh, the trial in Connecticut that, for the same thing that's going to be happening. Another thing that happened this week, which I don't know if you are aware of, Carl, is that the uh, our our wonderful representative body, our Congress, our our Senate, I should say, and then our Congress just last night passed the anti-inflation bill, which amongst some things that are in that, there's going to be a hiring of over eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. Uh, part of the job description for a lot of these positions apparently is uh, they're going to be trained uh, how to use weapons, uh, how to... You mean um, weapons like a gun? Yes. For what? Did uh, they say for, in the bill? For 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 IRS. It, it It's in the job description, if you look at the job description. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's been reported in a handful of news sources. And I actually had an opportunity to speak with somebody I, I work with this week about it. Uh, you know, and I, there's other things that are in that. I, I think really what the, the push is with a lot of this is a kind of kneecap. So the anti-inflation bill. Yes. Okay. What you're telling me is that weaponizing... IRS agents that do not yet have a job because I had heard a little birdie told me that they want to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. So they're going to, through the anti-inflation bill, they're going to solve the inflation problem in our country by weaponizing 87,000 new employees. That's just part of but that's in that bill. It, yes, it is. Okay. Um, and last week, we just talked about the hardening of the heart and how a byproduct of ignorance, stupidity, and lack of intelligence is a hardened heart. Now, within our society, I would assume there are big, big group or sect of people that when they hear this would say, well, of course, that's how you drop inflation. I mean, every other great world economy that's ever existed gained their financial freedom and gained their surplus by hiring new IRS agents and then weaponizing them. But to me, my bottle of patience for this kind of stuff is getting real close to empty. <laughs> now, you, you must have tried to sabotage me this no, morning I by not. keeping that information from me. I, I thought you knew. I did not know. Okay. And this is something 
that will irritate me now the rest of the day. Well, Just letting it, you know. Okay. I'm, well, A, sorry. B, um, you know, in, in conjunction with this, there are some of the highest tax increases on the lower to middle income portion of this family with, or this country, which I'm sure you and I are in that range somehow. Again, in the anti-inflation bill, that's uh, how they're going to stop inflation. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, but so, and, and there's a lot of other stuff in that, but you, you can read it. So, so, but the other thing that I think people need to take note of and note when I say this, I'm not a, a Trump nut hugger at all, but his, his private estate in Mar-a-Lago, Florida was raided by the FBI and they are alleging that he has sensitive documents now it's coming out that they're alleging that the documentation is somewhat of a national security issue with something related to nuclear, um, co- not codes, but some kind of nuclear weapon, weaponized information somehow. And, and where I'm just looking at this is this, and this is where we're going to kind of get into is one you know, with Alex Jones, think of him what you will, but he is a pundit. He's a journalist. And look into his trial, fair and balanced. But, uh, I mean, the, the constitutional infringements upon him, his first, second, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh amendments were grossly violated. Uh, and this is an effort. This he, he being the tip of the spear, he was the first person that, back in 2016 when Trump started running, was depersoned. Uh, you know, and Orwell talks about that in 1984. Basically, he was completely removed off of all social media. He couldn't have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, he was removed off of uh, all these sites where he, you know, created his own, Infowars.com. But now, as a pundit of the press, reporting on a event, Sandy Hook, that happened and pontificating, asking questions, which I think in America we have the not only the right but the responsibility to do. He is now being penalized, but he isn't being penalized. He isn't being punished. We are. Because it's a trickle-down thing. So it's going to, tomorrow, you know, today it's going to be Alex Jones. Tomorrow, Joe Rogan, uh, Tucker Carlson, who I don't know if you ever heard of before, Carl. But um, No, I've not. I no. didn't know there was such a, a gentleman. <laughs> Uh, you know, and so on and so forth. So the FBI raided Trump's estate. Now, can I speak and, to that one for a second? Well, uh, if yes, at a certain but, point, just point to me. Sure. And let me know. But the thing that so in Cincinnati yesterday, or I'm sorry, Thursday morning, a young man went to the Cincinnati field office of the FBI and shot it all up. Uh, the the portrait, which nobody knows if this is true or not, the portrait that's being painted is that this person was a alt-right white supremacist and this is a retaliation for trump having his private home and ransacked and, and invaded if you will and swatted and all this stuff and so what i'm saying the first amendment the the silencing people who are opposition are offering another way or perspective of looking at what's going on is you know they're trying to wipe out infowars and his entire existence alex jones in order to set a precedence follow lines get in line or this is what's going to happen to you uh we now see that the the government is with the the, once again the irs uh which typically should be pencil pushers and you can make an argument there's older irs agents retiring but the amount they're hiring for it, it feels more than most professional sports stadiums just the irs agents and then you know this narrative that's 
potentially being woven with, you know, the angry white dude shooting up the FBI because Trump was, you know, uh, there's just this thread happening, and, and we're going to kind of get into this. But please, yes, please make your. I'd love to hear your your thoughts on Mr. Trump. I want to. The only reason. Well, President Trump, I should right, say. Right, right. The only reason that I'm taking the time to address this issue is because I would like to accurately speak briefly, surfacely to this. Have you ever heard of the PRA? Yeah. The Presidential Record Act. Y- y- yes. Okay. The that, archives that each president okay, has. But a, a lot of that, Bill. Okay, after taking just two minutes to research, and it was right there, which, again, you won't hear on the media outlets is, that's the kinds of records that as you're exiting, and from what I've understood, each president that has the staff that leaves the Oval Office and leaves the White House creates chaos. It's an absolute chaotic situation because you have a new staff that's kind of coming in with some stuff and the old staff that's kind of coming out. And you have a lot of different people going in a lot of different places. The kinds of records traditionally that this is about is a vase. It's a painting. It's a chair. It's a spoon. It is generally the PRA. Generally speaking, it's for furniture stuff. It's for the utensils. It's the stuff like that. Not nuclear codes to attack foreign countries. Okay. But beyond the ludicrousy of the PR, uh, the, the act itself is that Trump had been cooperating with the FBI. What people don't know is that they already had subpoenas and they had search warrants. He had turned over my research determined that it was between 12 and 15 boxes that they had requested. And upon their their command or demand of that warrant, they transitioned peacefully. They went to the FBI. They got what they wanted. Then at that time, they wanted to know where some of the stuff was stored, and it was at Mar-Lago. It was in a certain area. The FBI requested that they do a certain kind of locking system. Trump obliged. He did every single thing that they had asked. He resisted nothing. He destroyed nothing. He followed every subpoena, every search warrant. Then... All of a sudden, the FBI wants us to believe that this guy that cooperated, that did his locking system the way they wanted, that did everything they asked, all of a sudden, they couldn't get another subpoena? They couldn't get another search warrant? That he was going to stop cooperating, okay? This is the kind of stuff that really is starting to bother me that I'm not hearing this information anywhere in any outlet so that people that want to know the truth, and there's only a few of us, there really is, (laughs) but at least those of us that have some kind of common sense that want to know why, but then I hear Garland giving his press conference, and he says that, it was needed and it was necessary, and he can not comment because it's an investigation going on any further. He could have told us why it was needed. He didn't have to tell us what they were searching for. He didn't have to tell us what the subpoena or the search warrant said. He didn't need to tell us what they took, but what he could have done was he could have said, 
I would like to address the issue to the American people, all 78 million of you that voted, and all of you are alive, and all of you only voted once. But I would like to explain to you, this is why all of a sudden President Trump stopped cooperating with us and wouldn't give us what we needed. This is the reason it was necessary. But he didn't address that issue. Well, and even this information about the nuclear stuff is, was released it's for the Washington, the Washington Post. But, but think about it this way. And then we'll move on to the... I'm sorry I no, you're had fine. to go off. I just wanted the people to know how ludicrous well, this is. And, and, and think of it this way. And they've been going after this guy for years now. If they can get him on some kind of, no pun intended, trumped-up criminal offense, he cannot run for president in 2024, which he, by all accounts he's planning to. But also, so if you can stop this guy from running again, also you're going to start with this, and I'm not saying anything happened that was false flag or anything, but with this gentleman shooting up the FBI field office in Cincinnati, um, sp- there's a spin. There's a, a point of view that's being sold where I, I think that the potentiality of some kind of violent outlash or whatever, which we all know that it's the conservatives who do all that, burn cities to the ground and whatever, whatever. But nonetheless, so we're going to talk about this idea of life by subscription. And this is something like I've been wanting to talk about for a while, but this all ties in because between the attack on Alex Jones, and once again, he's a polarizing person, think of him what you will, but he is a journalist, he's a pundit, and the First Amendment not only practice, um, protects free speech, but it also has a right to a free press. So somebody sh- should be able to look at a an event that has uh, a lot of anomalies and based on the information presented, make a call, you know, kind of like the New York times with weapons of mass destruction that led to a major war, but they're not being sued. In addition to this, this, and it's all double talk inflation reduction bill when they're not in, if, if you look at what's in the bill, not only the, the weaponization of the IRS, but also the tax, the enormous tax increases on the lower and middle class, um, it, this is a weaponization. I don't know how by increasing John Q. Public, the backbone of the country, uh, the increasing our taxes, I don't know how that's going to reduce inflation. But uh, And then this, uh, this I, I won't say it's an attack, but I'll say I, that it smells fishy what's going on in Malargo with Trump. We have to realize that I think America is in a position now where we're kind of being needed, we're, we're kind of being made to heal. Uh, we're, we're being put into a position, the sentiment that you have, Carl, I don't think is un, is dissimilar from a lot of people I've spoken to this week. I, I think that our founding fathers would be turning over in our grave because basically they the British, <laughs> this is a joke. This isn't really the case, but you know, the British tax their morning caffeinated beverage and they went to war. But you know, if, if you can read in the declaration of Independence when it says after a long line of offenses and basically what Jefferson meant when he was writing is that King George was a complete tyrant. Uh, the, the atrocities the you know, um, the, all this stuff that was happening over a period of time, a long line of offenses. And I think where we're at right now is that we have to realize this isn't an American issue. We live in America. Most of the people listening are American. Um, you know, shout out to our Canadian and Australian and uh, United Kingdom listeners. But what we have to realize is that if America is brought down, is, is raised down, 
the antichrist system that we are talking about almost on an episode to episode basis is just that gives it car blanche to begin to ascend and where i think where we're at right now is when you talk about the idea of life by subscription it's kind of um to me it's an oxymoron let me give you uh there's a couple definitions of subscription but let me let me read one of them to you that really hit me it said the right to receive a service or access text online for a certain period of time so what we're talking about with the subscription it's a limited access a limited amount of time thing that you are granted once you pay a toll or a price. So we're talking something that isn't sustainable. We're talking about something that isn't meant as a long-term uh, investment or a long-term uh, method of any kind of sustainability. You, you see what I'm you, you, 100%. You, it's any, any entertainment that you have. For example, direct, yeah. direct or dish or time Warner, you have generally speaking on almost every occasion, a one year time period where they give you a service for one year. And at the end of that year, you are out of that contract right. and then you are free to subscribe to another year. That's that's what you're talking about, a subscription right. for a service. So, you know, right. we're in my office and you see we're surrounded by thousands of records. and sure. CDs. Even with like music, people don't buy music anymore. They pay for Spotify. Correct. And, and they, they don't own it. The same with movies, for example. You get Netflix or you get, you know, Amazon or whatever. You don't own it. You have access to it, but it is not yours. Uh, the same thing with leasing a car. You can use this vehicle for X amount of time per, uh, in these parameters. Don't go over this mileage or be penalized, so on and so forth. But you do not own it. Same thing with apartment. Apartment you live in for a set of period of time. You pay X amount of money, but it is not yours. And, and even now we're starting to see this move into the idea of food, food services, um, electricity, power, so on and so forth. So we're, we're being positioned in this idea of life by subscription. And it goes back to a quote from one of our favorite people, Klaus Schwab, where he basically says, you will own nothing and be happy. You will own nothing and be happy. And for those that don't know, Klaus Schwab is the, for, uh, the chairman of the World Economic Forum, which is uh, one of our favorite organizations we talk a lot about. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm going to read some text to you, and, and then I want to share a couple of things, and I want to, uh, Carl, interrupt me whenever. So, okay. So portion I'm going to read right now is actually from uh, a newspaper in Australia, and the, one of the senators there who's talking about this, uh, it's called the Digital Economy um, strategy he says the liberals have spent one billion dollars on the digital economic strategy. Now, even the idea of a digital economy isn't—it's not a tangible thing. Like if I if I said, "Hey, Carl, I'm going to buy your hat and I'm going to give you five bucks," and you agree to it, I have a hat and you have five dollars. There is a, there is tangible exchange of good and service. But they're talking about a digital, which really doesn't exist except on this f online internet forum, right? 
Um, the digital econo economic strategy, it aims to move everyone to an access model, in quotes, which is really a life by subscription where the World Economic Forum says you will own nothing and be happy. The trusted digital identity bill. Uh, so that's what's called the um, digital identity bill. And it's funny because it says there access model, which even in the definition of subscription, it says you can access it, right? Let me read the transcript. It says, if the World Economic Forum is meant to be a conspiracy theory, why is the federal liberal party occupying, copying its policies? Scott Morrison's trusted digital identity bill is a copy-paste directly from the World Economic Forum's global digital identity project, which is part of the digital transformative initiative. This is designed to shift the global economy away from private ownership and into what the World Economic Forum calls an access model, once again in quotes, where you own nothing and instead rent goods and services from the world's billionaire corporations. In other words, the goal of digital identity is life via subscription. Without assets and ownership, Australians will have no power over government or the corporations that want to control their lives in their eyes, and they will help the world live sustainably. But in reality, it's a form of slavery and closed door economy where you have less and the rich have more. The liberals have already spent a billion of your dollars on the digital economy strategy 2030. All they need to make the global socialist dream a reality is to pass the trusted digital identity bill. So we're talking, this is going on in Australia. They're more progressive. They're normally six months to a year ahead of us, but I think there's some things that we need to take note here. And, and this is where we've talked to the idea of the metaverse, where you're going to live here. You're going to live in this matrix-esque state. I'm going to read this here. Oh, and before we go any further, the whole idea of 2030, they have this, it's called Agenda 2030, the Great Reset. This whole idea that by 2030, all this stuff is going to be in place. And and in this, as I started to do a really deep dive, and I didn't want to get too deep in the wood, in the weeds, because there's a lot that goes along with this. The The removal of eating any kind of meat, whether it be beef, pork, chicken, fish. There's this shift, and you can even see it now because there's an actress, oddly enough, she's Australian, Nicole Kidman, uh, where there's a video where she's, you know, all dressed up and she's eating bugs. There's this... Uh, this I, I, bugs. Uh, yeah, bugs. Grasshopper, um, you know, larvae, all the... And it's like on these fine dishes, and I'll, I'll send it to you. It's really a thing. There's this... Sh subtle shift that they're trying to get people into you'll have nothing you'll own nothing going back to a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the georgia guystones when the first tenant of the global, of the georgia guystones is to maintain the population at 500 million so we see that what's going on here is control and depopulation i'm going to read another um article here this is from armstrong economics it says, um, Klaus Schwab says you will own nothing in 10 years. So this was written in 2020. This is going to reemphasize the life by subscription idea. You will own nothing and be happy. So I'm just going to get into this. It says, this is World Economic Forum video. And on the link, there is a video, which includes the 
surrender of the United States to the United Nations, and we see that that actually is in progress. The strong city initiatives and everything that Biden is doing right now to position, a a lot of that's with Zelensky and uh, what the proxy war that's going on in Ukraine, and and, and I believe there's even going to be a shift to uh, through China, but that that's the whole another thing to unpack. But um, the surrender of the United States to the United to the United Nations, they just say the U.S. will no longer be the world supreme power. And obviously, these things that we've seen this week to kneecap our our press, the people telling us really what's going on, to penalize the John Q. public, just the average hardworking American, and then a person who is a representative, a figurehead of a freedom movement in the country, and maybe a return back to traditional values, if you would agree with that. The political system is weaponizing itself against the former president, or you can make a very, very good argument, the president. They will end eating meat, hence Bill Gates' investment in meat alternatives, going back to the bugs. They will make fossil fuels history, which is why Biden said in the debate, we will end the fossil fuel industry and rejoin the United Nations. And once again, where we're at right now, they've stopped all exploratory drilling. There is this huge push to go green uh, on the solar, this wind, uh, which it just doesn't work. It's not sustainable. We've we seen that last year in Texas. Well, inter- when it, it, I don't mean to, I'll forget this. You'll have to edit this part. But interestingly interestingly enough, William, (laughs) I stumbled upon information that the new Ford F-150 that is battery operated, a battery car that does not exist on gas, just received a new price increase of $7,500 because the information that they had was not accurate in the expenses that it was going to cost in making the truck due to the difficulties of having a battery-operated pickup truck. So anyone that thought that they were going to be able to afford the F-150 that doesn't run on gas and is battery-operated, you're going to have to find yourself another $7,500 in the couch cushions. (laughs) I just stumbled upon that last night. I wasn't even looking for it. It's just another indication of the deception and the lies that the people buy into when they're told that this new alternative way to go and this new green is going to cost X amount of dollars. And then in reality, the people that are producing it, not the politicians that are talking about it because they've never produced anything in their entire life that's positive. They only destroy the, the people that actually produce. They're finding out that a lot of what they had been told was nothing but deception and lies. So the expenses to have this alternative lifestyle basically are an enslavement or an entrapment itself for you to have to pay another $7,500 on something. Now, Now, mind you, it still is not available to the general public, so who knows what that price increase is going to actually be at the time it rolls off the assembly line. But I just found that well, interesting. In addition to that, what a lot of people don't realize is that you know electric cars are almost always plugged into some sort of uh, access to the internet. And my th- my of under- course my under- my understanding is, is that you know with the old school gas engine, even if you do have you know fancy gadgets that you can look up stuff online, you still ultimately have the power whether it comes off the car goes on and off. If everything's going electric. They're going to be able to shut stuff down. With a button push. Right. A computer keyboard push 
of one evil fingertip can shut down a city block. Pretty much, and that's absolutely like and that's like, like I was saying before you interjected that. That's what happened in Texas last year when hundreds of people died. They were they let, we got to run on all green, and they didn't realize that there was a huge ice storm coming, and hundreds of people died. They froze to death because they didn't have the increase of power. That's not a conspiracy theory. The the Texas internal documentation of their Texas Energy Department asked the federal government for an allotment of more natural energy, and it was denied. Correct. This is not my conspiracy theory stuff. Anyway, so there, there's a list of these 10 ideas, and tell me if they don't sound familiar, Carl, um, with the, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. And the first at the top of the list is you will own nothing, and you will be happy about it. That I've heard back, that for yeah, years from yeah. him. Um, the U.S. won't be the world's leading superpower. I certainly see that we're on that path to relinquish our, yeah. our seat, if you will. You won't die waiting for an organ donor. They will be made by 3D printers. Uh, this is actually true. Uh, as being a, a donor recipient, there is a finite amount of time that transplants are viable. Obviously, the more you take care of yourself, do what you're supposed mm -hmm. to, so on and so forth. But the technology is available that they can genetically create a 3D organ. And it, it's, just, it's just crazy. But at what cost? That's what you always got to ask yourself. At what cost? You'll eat much less meat. Meat will be an occasional treat, not a staple for the good of the environment and your health. Okay. So that goes back to the bug eating thing I was telling you about. Uh, a billion people will be displaced by climate change. Uh, George Soros's open borders policy, which we have to get into another time. There's just so much to unpack there. Um, polluters will have to pay to emit carbon dioxide. There will be a global price on carbon. This will help make fossil fuels history. This is a loaded statement because even uh, at a TED Talk, Bill Gates talked about reducing all carbon-based life form. Carl, do you realize that you and I and everyone listening to this and, and even my dog Ben here at our feet are carbon-based life forms? That's what I was going to say. Do we not breathe in oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide out of our breath? And, and do not plants I, I mean, and trees take in that? Yes. Yes. But is that – no, it, I'm getting older. So it's really <laughs> been a while since I've dived into or took a deep dive Photosynthesis? into – Yes. Yeah. Okay. But – Correct me if I'm wrong. I do understand that I breathe in oxygen. Like, I've got mm -hmm. that. Okay. Correct. But do I exhale after I have consumed the oxygen? Am I not discharging carbon dioxide out of my breath? You are. Okay. Then where does this goal or command or whatever fall in the... Let me read it again. Polluters will have to pay to emit carbon dioxide. Now, if that's true, what that means is that every human being that is alive on the planet Earth, every time you exhale, they want you to pay a fee? Is that what this is saying, or am I wrong? No, that's that's certainly my interpretation. The, the larger question, wow. though, uh, the larger question for me outside of just humans and animals, so on and so forth, is um, a deforestation policy. Because as the carbon dioxide we exhale 
trees, bushes, grass, plants, lettuce, yes. cucumbers, yes. whatever. They need that. Yes. And you can actually, the funny thing is, is when, when you, uh, there was a gentleman on the Joe Rogan podcast a while ago, and he was talking that the earth used to be much more lush because there was a greater supply of carbon dioxide oh, in absolutely. the atmosphere. Yeah. You can see and, the trees dying everywhere. I do. I yeah. mean, I have them on our property. It's well, a, absolutely. Why? The ground is no different. Right. I mean, so, I haven't poured poison into the roots, but they're not sustaining life. Right. So, so once again, when you hear somebody, and, and this is already going on in China on a preliminary level, they call it the carbon tax credit. Mm-hmm. If you're a good citizen, if you don't drive, if you don't this, if you don't this, you get credits. To me, this is all tying into the Antichrist Mark of the Beast system. It is. It, um, yeah. uh, so here we go. Uh, next one. You could be preparing to go to Mars. Uh, scientists will have worked out how to keep you healthy in space. So literally like total Rico, total recall. You can go hang yes. out with Schwarzenegger yeah. on, on Mars. Yeah. Um, and then number eight here says Western values will have n- will have been tested to the breaking point. Checks and balances that underpin our democracies will not must not be forgotten. So basically what that says is just the eroding or the removal of our basic human rights. And let me just reiterate for those who have forgotten, the Bill of Rights, that doesn't do anything except protect legislatively the rights that the Almighty has given us as humans. Like the right to speak was something that the Almighty has given us. Um, even the right to protect ourselves, if you want to go to the, 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 the Second Amendment, um, you know, we have that right. We, that's not anything that any government has given us. And even in the do- founding documents of this country, you know, we have been endued with certain rights from our Creator. And where we're at right now, and, and the reason why I went on this long rabbit trail all the way from Alex Jones, the anti-inflation bill, the, um, the BS with Trump and Mar-a-Lago is that we are now coming to this point 90 some days away from the midterm elections where, um, and, and you see the CDC even just this week, I don't know if you saw, they introduced new COVID guidelines. What I want to encourage people is you just be observant and look. All these things are if you take them one at a time, it's like a puzzle piece. But if you can look back and you can get a, a 35,000 foot view, you can start to see how all these things are coming into play. My heart really necessarily isn't for like nationalism, even though I'm proud to be an American. And I certainly have a lot of blessings and benefits of being an American, as do all of us. But what is happening, this whole idea of life by subscription, we own nothing. We will be happy about it. You know, there there's these things called sustainable cities where there was this TV show. It was based on a Stephen King book. It was called Under the Dome. I don't know if you remember it, but uh, it was it was on for like three or four seasons. But the whole premise was was this dome came from outer space and literally encapsulates this whole little city, and you couldn't get out, you couldn't get in, and it was like this. You know, you had these group of people, and they had everything they needed inside. And what they're trying to do is, you know, get people into these basically 200 square foot apartments where you can live in the metaverse and it's a substitute for freedom. It's, and as long as you are complicit, as long as you go along with this, you will have access to whatever you want, yet you will not own anything. 
Yeah, you've done a very effective job in putting together the evidence that supports the desire that the sons and daughters of Satan, and the, and that's what they are. So I'm done anymore. Like, I didn't know this information that you had today. I like to come in cold. Well, that's why I didn't really send it to you because I, appreciate I, want, your, I want your fresh reaction. Cause, yeah. Because as you are hearing this, so are our listeners. Yes. I did not know uh, what you had on the plate today. But I can tell you this. Personally, I can only speak for myself. I recognize what I am dealing with. And I think it's because the softness of the heart opens the spiritual eyes. Now, we talked about that last week. We talked about you have eyes, but you cannot see. You have ears, but you cannot hear. That's not a physical problem. He's talking spiritually. He, uh, the scripture makes reference to your perception and what you can perceive. Perceiving is always tied into spiritualism. It's those things that physically you can't see, but spiritually you recognize. You feel the opposition. You discern it. You discern it, yes. You perceive, you discern. Um, you may not know what the puzzle looks like at the time of discernment, but you recognize there are some pieces here. Then the Holy Spirit will interactively work with you, and together the two of you will put those things together so that you're forewarned and so that you're protected. That's how spiritually this works. Um, in speaking to the World Economic Forum, I would have to say that 100% of the participants that serve there, if not demon-possessed, are demon-manipulated and controlled. Because when you see people that display the characteristics of Satan, and the characteristics of Satan are described in the Bible. All throughout the Bible, you see the way he operates. He can create nothing such a politician. He can never tell the truth because it is not his native tongue. Deception is such a politician. So I could go on and on and on to tell Steal, you. Steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. Dominate, intimidate, manipulate. Okay. All these. Self-indulgence, godlike lust, desires. Right. Every personality that the Bible uses to describe Satan himself are the characteristics that these daughters and sons of Satan, which is what they are. Some people would say, well, you have no right to say that. I am not making that up. I'm referring to what Jesus did when he talked to the Pharisees and Sadducees when he said, your father Satan, because they were displaying the characteristics of the devil. So if you follow that example, what you see is that if you allow these people to create a system that attracts you, that you even desire to be a part of anyway, that you want to throw your lot in and you want to participate in and you want to accumulate wealth and you want to follow that path and you want the things that this world system has to offer, you are going to be castrated. You are going to be cut at the knees. You are going to be enslaved. But if you know in your heart, because of the relationship that you have with Jesus, that the world economic form is not my provider. 
that the government of the United States, although they try to tell you what they will provide you, are, they are not my provider. They are not my God. They do not protect me, but God does. They do not love me. In fact, they hate me. Everything that God is to me and everything that God does for me, they are opposite. They are the flip side of the coin. They are tools in the hand of Satan. And that is where, especially Christians, you know, have got to go. We've got to go to that perceptive point of view. I don't want to interrupt you because I, I like what you're saying. I want you to continue. I just want to interject. I, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine the other day, and, and I'm going to keep the name private to protect the guilty. But um, you know, like don't don't you ever get sick of talking about all these end time things? Uh, you, you know, the first you know the church has been talking about Christ's return since the beginning, and the lackadaisical attitude when there is evidence that can be presented that aligns now more than any other time in history that these eschatological events that Christ warned us of. And if he didn't want us to be aware, he wouldn't have done that. To me, there is no other pressing issue because in this study and everything that we're referring to, it's the idea of we need to, like little Noah's, prepare our ark, which does include as Noah was a preacher of righteousness, to, to, to warn people, this isn't just about your comfort that's at stake. This is about your eternal destination, your, your salvation, where you will be spending your afterlife, you know, if you, your, your, your retirement from your natural state, if you will. Mm -hmm. I agree. I so, think if, uh, if we could end this with one plea, at least on my end, it would be this. Everyone accept the fact that you are a messenger from God and for God. And if everyone could accept the idea that you don't have to be on television in a position of spiritual power and that you don't have to be behind the podium or the microphone at church on Sunday, you don't have to have those three letters, R-E-V, in front of your name to be a messenger of God, but that if you're a child of God, a son or daughter of God, you've been grafted into the family with a message. And to me, I want to give the message that God wants the people to hear in spite of the lack of evidence that exists or with the verifiable evidence that we can see. So for me, if I'm being compelled in my daily commitment where I, in the morning I surrender my day to Jesus, and throughout that day I am being led down this path by him to deliver my message, I will deliver that message. I do not need the evidence visible by me or confirmed by me. If I am submitted and consecrated to him and led by the Holy Spirit, I will deliver the message for that day to whoever comes in my path. The more I see the evidence, the more I am emboldened. The more I hear these evildoers, these sons and daughters of the devil, the more I hear them speak and the more I see them do, although they are trying to castrate and they are trying to cut at the knees, for people that are surrendered to Jesus that follow him, all they are doing is emboldening our faith. They have 
created a system of dominance that they don't even understand because of their pride and arrogance, which is the number one sin of Satan. They don't even understand that what they're doing is they are emboldening, emboldening us. They are empowering us with their evidence. So the more I see them do, the more I hear them say, the more my faith is compelled to believe Jesus for the message of the day because I've been sharing the message without the visible evidence. But now that they are orchestrating these demonic attacks and now that they are trying to create this system to achieve their goal, all they're really doing, and they don't even know it is, they are emboldening and empowering people that have had to buy faith for years, confess and deliver a message an eschatological message, an end day time message. No longer do I have to by faith speak of that message. I am now able to hear it when I come to this podcast. I'm able to read it if I sit down. I'm able to watch it on television. So the more that they try to embolden themselves and empower themselves, if children of God will subscribe to Him, And not this system, this subscription system that they're trying to push down our throats and to to kneecap us and to render us under their control. They will never control me. They will never have control of my mind and my spiritual will. And as long as I know God is my provider and not the World Economic Forum and not the UN and not Uh, drug pharmaceutical companies that are going to protect me and not politicians. As long as I stand knowing that God is my provider, then let fall what must fall and let rise what must rise. I do not care anymore. I am done with this system. I want nothing to do with what it has to offer me. In fact, I'm transitioning into a point of disdain for what it has to offer. So the more that they do these things and empower their self in their mind and embolden their self in their mind, the more they are waking the sleeping giant. The more that the revival that I know that is coming, not where God all of a sudden decides that it is his time to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, but that man understands that there is an interactive process that must happen and that that happens through second Chronicles chapter seven and verse 14, which is that if my people which are called by my name, and I know we talk about this quite a bit, but if we will humble ourselves and if we will pray and if we will turn from our wicked ways, boom, there is your precondition for revival to fall. Now, it isn't when is God ready. It's when am I ready. If I meet those preconditions, it doesn't matter at all all what these evil people and these evil organizations are doing revival will happen spiritual miracles will take place and the evidence of the reality of god will show up when people precondition or predetermine in their mind to do what this passage in second chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 says And that's the way I view everything we've went over today. And that's the way I'm going to go forward going into the future. Uh, I've, I've predetermined that and I've adjusted my lifestyle to live that way. And I am asking everyone that hears 
and that sees to make that decision for yourself. Yeah, uh, that's good. I'm going to just follow up with one last thing. Uh, this is from 1 Corinthians 1, 22. I'm going to read from the Amplified. It says, For Jews demand signs, attesting miracles, and Greeks pursue worldly wisdom and philosophy. And for me, that kind of quantifies exactly what you were saying. People are seeking for this validation or this kind of validation when everything's already being provided. As far as I see, when when Christ says, you know, look for when you see this or this or this, he's speaking to us, I believe, in these days. Uh, you know, and even I, I heard this recently, and I kind of, I like that. I really, I, I'm going to adopt this as more as that. Even the devil is God's devil. Mm-hmm. So what's going on is ultimately being sovereignly allowed by God. Uh, it's just a matter of if if we're going to stand in defiance of this antichrist system, or are we going to capitulate with it? Are we going to go along as a good quote unquote churchgoer and capitulate and not cause a riff and not speak out when there is evil and atrocities, or are we going to capitulate um, and, and allow evil to dig its hooks in deeper and deeper and deeper because we don't want to risk offending. Well, the gospel itself is an offense. I, I'm offended every time I read Christ's <laughs> words, sure. uh, but it's it's my my crappy, fleshy, natural part of me, not not the, the heart of me that is fully dedicated to Christ. So I'm just going to leave it there. I know there's a lot to unfold. I know there's a lot that we didn't, we can't unpack. And this is a longer episode than we normally like these to be. But I, I just, the idea of life by subscription, start making your, you know, start even like with Audible. People don't even read anymore. They listen. Start buying books. Start owning things. Because this is, it is listen, anything can be removed from the internet at a blink of the eye. Any knowledge, any history, any information, even in entire existence. Read Orwell's 1984. People are unpersoned all the time. We just talked about Alex Jones. Even with earlier this year, uh, Neil Young pulled all his music off of Spotify because of the Joe Rogan controversy. And, and just like that, it can be gone. If you own something, it's tangible. It can't be. It, ex- existence has to be acknowledged. Um, like us, like humans, we can't be unpersoned that easily if we stand firm. So make sure that you continue to share and subscribe. I know there's people listening that know people that need to hear this. Please get this in front of them. Um, you know, obviously, we're anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Flawcast, we're Flawcast CLE, Google, Apple, Spotify. Breaker. Uh, we're now on Amazon's podcasting service. Uh, follow us on the Project Mockingbird social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Parlor, and Getter under Flawed Inc. Uh, the link below to get my book, Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual, is there. Please pick one up if you haven't. Uh, leave a five star comment if you can. Uh, if you want a copy on the house uh, and you can't really afford one, Send us an email at flawedinccle at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to do that. And if you have questions, concerns, anything you'd like us to address, send us an email there. Um, But as we always say, um, bye. Bye.